0: This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today we will be continuing a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series on the office of the prophet in the New Testament. And last time, Pastor was discussing how, even though the prophetic office was clearly part of the New Testament church, it has been minimized in church history, partly because of the character faults of some with the gift of prophecy. Pastor Greg quoted the 1st Thessalonians command Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form. Of evil. And then he began briefly reviewing the Old Testament study of the difference between simply receiving a prophecy from God and being a prophet who is a man or
1: woman of God. In Numbers chapter 12, then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian, literally a Cushite. And, you know, Cushite could mean someone geographically in the area of Ethiopia, or also, as you see other places in the Scripture, defines a person of darker skin. And some of the people in Midian, you know, from different prophets, the people in Midian, some of them had darker skin. So Zipporah... Uh, Might have been darker compared to Miriam and Aaron and and they're looking down upon her for it So they said has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses has he not spoken through us also and Yahweh heard it Now the man Moses was very humble more than all the men who were on the face of the earth so you got a description of Moses as the most humble man on the face of the earth so when it says a prophet shall arise after you, one like you, you know Messiah would come then also as a humble man. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down on the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle, so you have the Shekinah glory of God, and called Aaron and Miriam and they both went forward Then he said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings, not in riddles. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Now he's saying this to them because we know from the other scriptures that Miriam and Aaron also prophesied. They both had the gift of prophecy, just like Moses. But he makes a distinction between the man of God and the prophet of God. If there's a prophet among you, I make myself known to him. I give a vision. And you see here how a vision can be part of prophecy, and we'll touch on that another time. I speak to him in a dream, and dreams can be used by God. And the clear example in the New Testament uh, is a dream given to Joseph uh, to take the child Jesus and flee to Egypt. But sometimes it's not plain. Sometimes it's, it's cryptic, it's like a riddle, it's in dark sayings, it's hard to understand. So the prophet brings forth the word of God, but Moses understands, he's faithful in all my house, he says, he sees the form of the Lord. In other words, he's going to understand the prophecy, what it means. He sees the nature of God. He has the fullness of understanding. And so why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? But it doesn't mean the prophecies that come out of Miriam's mouth, like the horse and rider thrown into the sea, or the prophecies that came from Aaron, were not of God. The Lord can use vessels to bring forth his word, but sometimes the vessels are flawed. Aaron's also the guy that said, well, I just, you know, I put the gold into the fire and out came the golden calf, when in reality he was lying, he had fashioned the golden calf with his own hands. So if you just say, well, the prophet is faulty, the prophecy can't be from God, you might miss a true prophecy. Balaam was one of the first prophecies of Messiah coming. He's going there, he wants to curse Israel to receive the money from the pagans. He's been a prophet of God, and but he knows he has to depend on Yahweh, and when he goes to proclaim, the Lord uses him as a vessel to bring forth some of the earliest prophecies about Jesus Christ. But Balaam didn't wind up very well, did he? Because his heart was wrong. God can use a vessel to bring forth his word, but more importantly, the person should be a man of God, a woman of God, and that's the case of Moses. Not only did he receive the word, but he saw the form of the Lord. He was faithful in all God's house. So the anger of the Lord was aroused against Miriam and Aaron. The Lord departed. And when the cloud departed from the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. Uh, Aaron looks, and there's Miriam. She's a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, for we have done foolishly, and in which we have sinned. They have sinned. Prophets can sin. Prophets can act foolishly. Moses cries out to the Lord to heal her. And the Lord says to Moses, If a father had spit in her face, would she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days, and afterward uh, she may be received again, and Moses prays for her, and then she's healed, and she comes back after seven days into the camp. Another instance we had looked at was in 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 13. If you remember, this was a section about a prophet who was simply called the man of god he's given no name jeroboam has fallen into great apostasy and idolatry in the northern kingdom and it says in chapter 13 verse 1 and behold the man of god went from judah to bethel by the word of the lord and jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense and the man of god cries out against the altar and he prophesies how Josiah years later from the house of David uh, would sacrifice the priests of the high places on that altar that has now been given up to paganism and he tells them they would have a sign uh, surely the altar shall split apart and the ashes on it shall be poured out and King Jeroboam hears it and he cries out and he stretches out his hand telling the men to arrest this man of God And as he stretches out his hand, it withers, and he he could not pull it back. And at that point, the altar was split apart, and the ashes were poured out as a sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. So he's a man of God, and he's a prophet, and he's doing that which God had told him to do. And the king pleads with him uh, that he might find favor with the Lord God. And the king says to him, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. In verse 8, the man of God says to him, If you were to give me half of your house, your kingdom, I would not go in with you, nor would I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, You shall not eat bread nor drink water nor return by the same way you came. Don't have anything to do with them, God saying. Go there. Proclaim the word. Don't even come back the same way. Come back a different way. Make the circuit. And don't take anything. Don't eat. Don't drink. And you see this man's heart was right with God. That such a mighty miracle happens. The altar splits. Jeroboam's hand is withered. So he went another way. He's traveling, right? And you read in verse 11, An old prophet dwelt in Bethel. And his sons came and told him all that God had done that day in Bethel. The father inquires of the sons which way did he go and so he goes after the man of God so you don't have any names here you have the man of God who gives a prophecy to Jeroboam and you have now this old prophet and he's called an old prophet and the old prophet comes upon the man of God he says are you the man of God who came from Judah and the man of God says I am and then the old prophet says come home with me and eat bread he wants to have fellowship with this guy. He wants to hear what's going on. These great miracles have happened. Uh, And then the man of God tells him he cannot, because he was told he can't drink water, he can't eat bread in this place. I've been told that by the Lord. So verse 18, he said to him, the old prophet says to him, I too am a prophet, and we're going to see he is a prophet, as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. And then there's a parenthesis. The narrator tells us he was lying to him. The old prophet was lying, just like Aaron lied. He didn't receive such a message. He just wants to get this man of God back in his house. So he went back with him, and he ate bread in his house, and he drank water. Now it happened, verse 20, as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet, the old guy, the old prophet, who had brought him back. So he receives a prophecy clearly from the Lord. And he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you, but you came back, ate bread, and drank water in the place of of which the Lord said to you, eat no bread and drink no water, your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. So it was after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he sat on the donkey. When he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him, and the corpse was thrown on the road, and the donkey stood by it. Uh, and then the old prophet goes and sees it, uh, and he finds the corpse thrown on the road, verse 28, and the donkey and the lion standing by the corpse. The lion had not eaten the corpse, nor torn the donkey. And the prophet uh, took up the corpse of the man of God, laid it on the donkey, brought it back, and he mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother. He buries him, and he tells his sons, When I'm dead, bury me in the tomb where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his. And when uh, later on, when Josiah does come down and strike the area, he leaves that tomb as sacred, because the man of God was from God and had proclaimed the right word to Jeroboam. It can be very confusing, right? Here you have a man of God whose heart's right, does what he's supposed to do. You have a lying prophet, but he's still a prophet. He's just thinking about himself. He wants to have fellowship with this guy. He lies about the vision from the angel brings him back, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes on him, and he prophesies to the man of God that you didn't do what I told you to do, because the man of God was too fast to accept the prophecy from this old prophet. Right? Don't quench the Spirit. Don't despise prophecies, but what? Test, right, First Thessalonians. Test. He didn't test. He just assumed it was from God, And that was wrong. And that's a caution to all of us because the old prophet lied, right? And yet he still could be used by God because God then spoke a word through him to rebuke the man of God. With the churches closed
0: because of the coronavirus, Pastor Greg and Associate Pastor Francis David Scalzo have been live streaming their Sunday messages at 10.30 a.m. on the new Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. You can use the link we have placed on the Shi'ar homepage. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.